With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Episode 17 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Shannon Garrett, the Autoimmune RN, uh, founder of ShannonGarrettWellness.com. Dana Bowden, Bowman, founder of the... I'm here. You're here. There you are. Well, yeah, you know, the show must go on, and uh, I didn't hear you. So. That's fine. Thank you so much, Shannon. I appreciate it. I had to log off and call back in, so that was wonderful. Oh, well, Thank that's you. okay. Shannon you know, is joining us, and I'm so glad she's joining us live from, from Nashville, Tennessee, and she is... Uh, you know, coming off a wonderful night, she got some wonderful tickets to the CMA Awards last night from one of, one of her clients. So she got to yes, go and hang with big wigs last night. So that's pretty neat, right? And I'm pretty I, spoiled. <laughs> yes, you are. I wanted to just uh, introduce Shannon to everybody. You know, Tiffany is out. She's at the Lavender Festival. So for those of you listening to us from California, you got to go check it out. It looks fantastic. But she is not going to be with us today or next. Sunday, so I have called upon a friend, Shannon Garrett. She is a registered nurse, holistic lifestyle and wellness consultant, autoimmune and thyroid specialist, certified nurse, nutritionist, and detox specialist for women, and we are so absolutely thrilled to have you join us today with our wonderful guest. So thanks so much, Heather. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's Shannon. my pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so glad. Yes, yeah. well, thank you for having me. So um, today I'm so excited because on Thyroid Nation Live Radio, we've got not one guest but two. Heather Dubay is a functional nutritionist, national athlete, and Hashimoto's conqueror. I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, Along with her is her husband, Damien Dubay, and together they are the co-founders of E3EnergyEvolve.com and are the current co-host of the Thyroid Fat Loss Summit. Which is wonderful. I've been listening mm-hmm. faithfully is. as much Fabulous. as I possibly can. And if you tuned in Fabulous. last week, which we hope you did, you heard us chatting with the perfect Southern gentleman, Dr. Stephen Hothi. If you missed it, you can make sure to listen to it in the archives at thyroidnation.com slash radio. Uh, he, was, he was just fantastic. And he joined us from the golf course, so it was just so fun. He got the time wrong because he he he'd flown from Texas to uh, the East Coast, and so he got his times wrong. So his uh, secretary had to call him and pull him off the off the hole. So it was pretty neat. But he joined us, and he was wonderful. So you can check that out in our archives, and you can also see the lineup of wonderful and innovative innovative guests that we have uh, scheduled. And let's see. And who do we have next week? We have Donna Lynn Larson from Walk, Talk, Dance, Sing. So you can see all the list of uh, upcoming guests and the past shows on that page. Great. Um, So before we get started, we want to give a very big thank you to you, our listeners, because without you all, listen, we wouldn't be here. There would be no Thyroid Nation Radio. 
Um, so we want to hear more about your thyroid thriver journey at thyroidnation.com dash thyroid thrivers. So Dana and I encourage you to please submit your story. Really consider doing this. It speaks so much to other people who are struggling with any form of um, thyroid disease, whether you're healed or not. It's the journey that counts, and I can attest to that. So um, it could give you know encouragement to others to possibly not feel so alone, and it just offers a lot of hope along their path um, of healing. So consider doing that. Um, okay, Dana, I think we're ready, so let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Let's do it. Today our guests are Heather and, of course, her wonderful sidekick husband, Damien Dubay. They are the co-founders of E3 Energy Evolved, a thyroid, adrenal, and metabolism restoration system helping women and men, I like how they put women first, create their lifetime <laughs> best natural wellness and metabolism for fat loss with ease versus force, which I love that. They discovered their E3 Energy Evolved system during their inspirational battle to successfully beat Heather's advanced Hashimoto's disease, chronic fatigue, and autoimmune illness, drug and synthroid-free, by the way, through nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and environmental change, and then transforming her body from systemic chaos into her lifetime best natural conditioning in just two years to compete as an NPC national level natural figure athlete through their E3 Energy Evolve system to advance natural fat loss through bio-individualized functional wellness. And she is a babe. If you haven't seen her pictures, you've got to go to my site and check her out. Mm -hmm. With 50 years combined education, credentials, mentorships, athletic awards, published work, and experience in nutrition, wellness, metabolism, psychology, competitive athletics, pharmacy, and fitness, they are diagnostic and functional nutrition practitioners, national athletes, coaches, and as we mentioned before, they are the current co-hosts of the amazing Thyroid Fat Loss Summit. We're so glad to have you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for that introduction. That was I can't say I've ever been told a babe before. <laughs> I call it babe every now and then. <laughs> you call, my husband yeah. calls me babe every now and then, but <laughs> you guys are great. That was great. Wow. Thank you. We're really excited to be here today, guys. Really excited. Well, we're glad to have you both. Hey, I just wanted to say hello, Heather, and hello, Damien. I know we've been communicating hello. some through Facebook, but um, just it's glad to put a voice with the connection. Absolutely. So we're so glad you're here. Yeah, and I'm um, so grateful you guys are doing this too because it's so important to you know share and get the um, you know get hope and the story and information out for people. So I'm so glad you guys do this. It's really great. It's so funny because I've been listening to you and watching you on the on the summit, and now you're talking like to me, and it's really weird because I've been watching you talk at me, but now you're talking to me, Heather. And so I can do you guys, both. I can talk. My husband will attest. I can talk a lot. Believe <laughs> me, we've been, we've been talking to you on the summit too. Go ahead. And and. And, uh, no, it's funny because I noticed you passed the baton over to Damien for a few of the introductions on the summit, and it just cracks me up because it's just like me and my husband, you know. If you if you give me the opportunity, I'm just going to talk and talk and talk. So he's just got to yeah. try to get a word in it, wise, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely uh, the fifth chakra speaking. Yeah. 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 So that's well, awesome. well, I am. 
I'm just I'm thrilled that you guys are here. I can't believe we're actually live. So so thank you so much. I really really am I'm glad to talk to you both and can't wait to hear more about your your history and things. Yeah, yeah. We've like talked a lot about that over email, and um, I know I've shared a lot that we went through like personally. So if you don't mind, I'd love to kind of just dive in there because really it's like where it all started for us. Um, so please, for, please. Know, yeah. yeah. For really what we, you know, and this is something that's really important us to help the listeners understand is that um, we had been doing a lot of work in and around natural athletics. So in my early 30s is actually when I had gotten sick with Hashimoto's and autoimmune disease, also chronic fatigue, and then a number of other systemic issues. But like many people, I didn't really know at the time when it was initially happening what was going on for me. Um, And I went to source a number of doctors and really was not getting diagnosed properly. Um, Most people said they did not know what was wrong. They did not know why I had random skin things all over my body. (laughs) You know, they did not know why all of a sudden I had a, you know, a periodontal rash that came and went. Like, it was just all these random things that were happening that looking back, I could see it's the way our bodies speak to us very clearly. Um, Unfortunately, when that goes on so long, it can can progress into something so much more advanced, which was the case for me. And that is also why we became so passionate about having to be a part of the solution like yourself. Um, and like the many amazing people that we've been able to meet and um, also who we consider friends, some of our speakers in the summit, because we have to all stand up and and talk and share truth and share information. So for us at that time, I, I mean, that was about two years. I think this was like 2006 now. So Damien and I had just got married. Um, I had had a really stressful marketing job. I was flying around the country doing marketing and events. I'd be up at 5 in the morning in conference halls, working till 11 at night. I'd come back to my hotel room and be trying to find gifts for my wedding girls and, you know, just going, 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 that constant going, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard is a commonality of the story of how we get here. Um, And then we had a number of stressful incidents in our life. Um, You know, we lost our, my father-in-law had a cancer right after our wedding, very abruptly. Um, we went through, a, I went through a corporate buyout at my company. Um, we bought a house, and then at the same time, I didn't know if we were going to be able to afford the house because we were going through a corporate buyout. And, you know, the economy, the economy was very vo- becoming very volatile at that time, we all know, because it was like 2007, and I think everyone felt it. And I think it's actually fascinating to me seeing with some of our colleagues that if you look at some of our amazing speakers who have also healed, all of us actually got sick around the same time. I think that's wow. fascinating. Because um, if you yeah. look at, like, actually Michelle Michelle Corey, I think, no, she's earlier, but um, Jen Whitman, Jill Grunewald, like, we all got sick around the same time. Um, it was all around mostly, like, 2008, 2009. And then all of us had a very similar type A personality. All, many of us had a marketing type of intense marketing agency job. So I just find that fascinating that there's all those commonalities. But it was about two years that I was going to all sorts of doctors. We lived in Northern California. I was working in the agriculture industry in nutrition marketing, actually, for um, an agency servicing, like, our largest U.S. 
grocer doing all their fruit and vegetable in-store marketing for consumers. So I was loving it. I was like, I love nutrition. I have my passion. I'm doing this. I'm doing creative. But I felt like garbage all day long. I would, you know, have all these symptoms. And I didn't know why. I just knew that being in that environment was actually making my symptoms worse. And all the doctors that I went to see were just kind of, like I said before, kind of you just have allergies um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I heard I don't know a lot. It's in your head. It's in your head. <laughs> so um, two years of that going on and being misdiagnosed, I finally got to a point where they did run labs and they went, and this is normally what people do. Um, they, did, they ran, somebody said, let's run allergy tests and check to see what your allergies are and let's run blood work. And they, on the blood work, of course, they missed the markers and said your thyroid's in normal range. And the allergies obviously don't really matter. And they kind of stuck me with an allergist and started giving me allergy shots, which we understand now actually overtaxed the immune system more. And, you know, I was just kind of in there, and I'm like, why do I look like I don't look like anyone in your office? And I literally had an <laughs> argument with the doctors. I just, I just was like, I don't look like anyone in your office. My face is swollen. My eyes are swollen shut. I have eczema all over by this point. By this point, this was two years in. I had eczema all over my eyelids. I would get these flare-ups for like a week of like my, I would get eczema all over my neck. My neck would feel like it was completely burning to the point I couldn't sleep. Um, and this would go on for like about a week period. And I, I did not know. Like, again, I still did not know what these things were. I did, I did not know why my body was doing this. I felt so tired. It was so hard to go to work. And, um, you know, my hair was falling out in the shower. Obviously, I wasn't being intimate with my husband at that point because, I mean, my, my weight gain was off the charts. I didn't look good. I didn't feel good. I had no energy. Going to the grocery store felt like exhaustive. So... <clears throat> I just knew from our background that something was really bad. That's all I knew right at that point because we had about 15 years of practice at that point of, you know, really advanced athletic work, which involved things around nutrition program design at, a, you know, a high level of science to change the body metabolically, advanced fat loss, you know, psychology, all these things. So I knew that I was very sick. I just knew that somebody wasn't getting it. And I know that's the story know, that a lot. Go ahead. Sorry, Shannon. I was going to say, no, I was going to say, I know that it's probably very frustrating for you, Damien, because it is for my husband to sit and watch and not be able to do anything and to help, right? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's kind of funny because at the time, you know, this is before we furthered our education around the functional and diagnostic nutrition Um but, you know, my, my answer was, oh, go catch yourself a workout and it'll make you feel better, right? And, and I think that's the problem that a lot of men have is, or, or women have with their husbands, I should say, is that we're completely two different beings um, and we don't, we don't necessarily understand the challenges that our wives are going through and we don't necessarily need to. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't need to know everything. We don't need to know how to fix it. We just need to be, you know, kind of understanding that something's going on and be supportive, you know, and it really helped me to, yeah, it really helped me to kind of shift my mindset around what was going on. And that, I think that was a real vital part for Heather's healing as well is, you know, taking some things off her plate. I mean, I, I do the cooking and the grocery shopping, but 
you know, I started doing the house cleaning and, you know, just things so that she could focus on her health and I would just, you know, help her out by, by peeling stuff off her, off her table. Yeah, and this, this happened over a long period and I think that's the way it happens for most, right? Like I, if, you, if anyone sees my pictures, like the point where, like my before after from where I show I was sick to when I was competing, that where I was sick, that was, that was a good, um, yeah, that was about two years in. So it's like, our, our bodies, it takes a while to get there, right? So like that's, <clears throat> that was at a place of when it was really aggressive. In the beginning, I think, like, you bring up the point that husbands usually don't get it. And it's because these, these conditions are so elusive. And that's why we feel really strongly about standing up and having this message and saying, look, like, it wasn't, I've, I've never been a person, like, I, I just want to preface this by saying, like, it, I, had a, I have a rare neurological condition that started for me at 17, and so I had a strong practice already of going through the medical community in New York City with some of the top neurologists in our country in my early 20s and, and negotiating that world, and I had already, for me, made a decision that of what worked and what didn't. We all, we all come from our belief systems, right? I mean, like, that's, that's where, that's, the way we approach things is from our belief systems. And so I had already had this experience where when I was trying to get a really intense diagnosis in my 20s, it took me six years just to get a proper diagnosis of the condition I have because there were only at that time in the 90s about 2,000-some reported cases in the U.S. So it was that rare. And as we know, you know, research is only where the numbers are. Research is only where the funding is. And so you know, they knew enough about MS and more common things and epilepsy, but my condition, palatomyoclonus, like, it took me going to ENT after neurologist after ENT after neurologist. I had to be relentless for six years just to have someone say, oh, just stick a camera down my throat and nose and say, this is what you have. So, like, I was really, I had a very, um, <laughs> I'm a New Jersey girl, okay, so I'm, like, really <laughs> relentless. So, like, that's the way I was when I went at this. Like, I, I want to communicate that because when I went at this, when I went at this in my 30s, and there's actually a connection between the two, which I didn't figure out until my late late 30s, but um, between my neurological condition and the uh, Hashimoto's. But anyway, it, when I went at this, I was relentless. And, like, I, I want women to understand that, like, you have to be relentless. Like, you have to be, I want answers. I'm going to find this. Okay, I appreciate what you're telling me, but that is not resonating for me intuitively, so I'm going to shelve that and I'm going to move on. Like, that's what I did. Do you know what I mean? And, like, and even being that person, I still got that sick. That's what scares me to death is because I'm not a person that's ever, like, you know what, if I find a person that has, like, that I feel like can help me, then I'm not going to invest in them. Or that if I find something that I think is going to work, then I'm not going to invest in it. That's not me. That's never been me. I've always been like, I will put my body number one, period, end of story. I just wasn't finding the right resources quick enough to the point I got to such a, such, like, really bad place. Really bad. And that, and so Heather, that's Heather, it Heather I just wanted to ask, I'm sorry, Heather, yeah. did you, do you know or did you have any autoimmune issues in your family that you know of? Um, I don't think so. Can I, can I interject? Um, sure. I think 
I think growing up, like, you know, every time Heather would have a sniffle, mom would take her to the, you know, to the, the doctor, doctor, right? So she yeah. got a, her body got pummeled with antibiotics growing up, you know, and we mm. believe that that had a lot to do with it as well. I, um, I have a connection with, um, and actually I've had a lot of conversations with Michelle Corey about this because we have a lot of similar philosophies. So for me, growing up, and so these all these things, like I'm in just, so I'm 41 now, and like I look back and I can see so many pieces of my journey that led to it. So for me growing up, and I'm very open about this story, um, like I had um, a really intense upbringing. My um, stepfather was a very intense person. There were positives and negatives in that, and I've used the positives effectively in my life to achieve a lot professionally, athletically. Um, he was my first and best coach. He was a tremendous man. I'm going to cry. Sorry, I'm getting teary. <laughs> He's no longer with us. Oh, honey. But, okay. It's okay. Um, yeah. Um, he had someone in his life that hurt him tremendously. And so he had a lot of anger about that, and that was hard to grow up around at times. And Imagine. So I truly believe that there's an emotional um, piece to autoimmune disease. So for me, during my formative years, there was a lot of up and down. There was not a lot of stability. So there was a lot of intensity, and then there was a lot of happiness, and then there was a lot of tough times, and there was that kind of environment. And I, I truly believe that our bodies, particularly in our formative years and our brains, take on what their experience is. It's, it's a means of communication. And so I believe that that part of my youth was one piece in my autoimmune disease in the sense that because there was um, just this, this constant up and down, this like almost like a being on eggshells that I did not know what to expect in my environment. Um, you know, was it going to be a good day or was there going to be like a lot of anger or something like that? And and I think that up and down, because I see the difference in my husband today. He's completely stable. He's my rock. And like I'm still that person. I don't think we, I think there's certain things we can change and there's certain things that we can't. Like, you know, does that make sense, kind of? So I think how things oh, yeah. play into, it's like a piece. Well, I hear this story a lot, I mean, in, in working with women with autoimmune issues, is that, you know, what you mentioned earlier, the walking on eggshells as they grew up, you know, in the home or with the stress or maybe overreacting yeah. parents or parents with high demands or just angry parents or whatever it was. Right. It was a stressful environment, and it, is, it particularly affects, you know, younger women. And I, I see yeah. a Chinese um, acupuncturist who it's really funny, and I don't know if you've heard this before, Heather and Damien, but um, when women who, you know, were raised in this environment and feel they didn't have a voice, you know, like their voice in quotes yeah. growing up, it's odd how they end up with autoimmune oh, thyroid disease because that's the area of yeah. our voice, our voice box. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I don't Can know if you've heard that concept that? before. <laughs> Yes, I need to talk about that. Okay, so yes, because okay, so and I even I wrote I wrote down a note yesterday actually thanking her because I told her that right now my thyroid feels out of balance with the summit because I feel like we're kind of sharing our voice through our speakers yeah. because all, all yes. the, to the topics we picked were essentially from our experience of also what helped to heal me and so. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel so grateful to just even be able to talk today because my thyroid feels out of balance right now because I can't <laughs> share my voice. But, um, Hello. Yes. Oh, my Dana gosh. I can tell you that I couldn't talk yesterday. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> oh, I, I don't ever get um, a chance to talk. No. <laughs> Are you feeling oppressed, Damien? <laughs> Oh, no. No, no, I just no. No, that was so no. much. That was, okay, so I did not start to make those connections. Like, I, coming, um, so 2008, I was getting better. But as we know, this is all a journey, right? We're constantly learning. Um, I would say 2008, mid-year, I started to study Ayurveda. I started to study more Chinese medicine. I started to study more about chakras and energy medicine and all the things. And, yes, I started to finally make these connections that part of what happened in that environment for me and for my family, for the women in my family, was a suppression of our voice to the point that there was only one person that had a voice in our environment, and we no longer had a voice. I had a voice, but it was in my head because I was taught that if I expressed myself, it did not matter. And so the three of the women, myself, my mother, and my sister, shut down, and we shut down for a, a number of years and didn't really express. And I think the way this translated into illness for me, and I just want to be careful that this is one of many things. This is not one, the one thing that caused it. It's one that we can see like a chain that leads up to that event. And how we come to healing is we begin to unravel the pieces in our lives. And that is a key part of bio-individualization, which we believe in that no, no one's answer is ever going to look exactly the same coming out of thyroid and autoimmune disease. It's going to look different, right, because all of our journeys and our lives are different. But, like, you, you bring up a point that there's these, there, you know, successfully clues, and there are pieces that you can, you know, hear in other stories that may resonate for you. But, but um, there wasn't a tense period where I was not allowed to express why that was really hard on me personally, um, and I think why that translated into what, you know, my form of dis-ease, or imbalance being thyroid and autoimmune was that I've always been a very creative person. All of my youth, I had been doing things from acting in New York to performing on stage to singing to creative writing to painting. And so that was like this form of suppression of my creative side. And so um, things I do today, like I try, it feels awkward to go back to that, but I'll like sing in the shower <laughs> to myself. Sounds bizarre, but you're really supposed to like singing and expressing your voice is, is very healing and, you know, cathartic for the thyroid. So just using yeah. our voice and being able to express. And, and, and one of the things that, um, you know, Damien helped me with, there, there's so many pieces that I look back now and I'm like, it wasn't one thing that healed me. It was like so many things. Damien is Italian, and in an Italian household, they're very expressive people. When they have something to say, they're going to let you know that they have something to say, and they're going to be open about it, and they're going to say it, and then it's going to be done, and then they're going to move on. And I saw this when we were dating, and I was like, that is the most bizarre thing. I said, were you guys just arguing? He's like, No. We're just expressing. All right. We were just discussing. What just happened here? And it is very a cultural thing. We're from the New York, New Jersey area, and, you know, I grew up with a lot of friends and families that are Italian, and we had close family friends that were Italian, and it's just the way that they are. It's, it's something that I've grown to appreciate. And, you know, um, so I've become, like, part of healing. I think as women, there were so many mindset pieces that, even though people will look at my before-after and think, oh, they see the physical transformation, I want women to know that there were a lot of mental and emotional things that I worked on to move the physical needle. 
And it's not just about the food that we put in our bodies. It's not just about changing products and, you know, lowering our toxic load uh, on our, you know, bioorganism. It's, it's, it's other things, too. I mean, I had to accept as a woman that was newly married, that was trying to take on everything from, you know, we, you know, like all those things I said before, we were going through buying a house. I, was, I had an intense job. I was trying to set up our household because I was supposed to, you know, be a great new wife and be a caretaker and have parties with friends and, like, do all these things. And I, and I had to go work out because I had to look great. And we went through a tax audit with the IRS at the same time because my, my father-in-law made an error on our taxes and I was managing that. And I was like, it was just all these things were piling up and I was spinning all these plates. And one of the biggest things that I see women do that is such um, a disservice to their body is they don't ask for help. They don't open their mouth and ask for help. They expect so much of themselves. And really, I, like, had these all these shifts in perspective at that time in my life with my Hashis of, like, essentially, okay, is it more important that the house get cleaned or is it more important that I get rest? Because, really, what's going to happen if, like, you know, the house isn't spotless right now? Like, there was just all these things I made changes on um, in my life about putting less expectations and less you know, perfection and less um, uh, just all the demands on myself that were really just my, like when you question it, you're like, really, this is just me making this up. Like who's going to not love me anymore if I don't, you know, get the house clean? Like, right, it's, like it's really a lot of times we're doing it. I like uh, to you, call like, it you don't should has, on like, yourself. <laughs> Have you ever heard that for me? <laughs> Don't let anyone should should on you. You know all the should, we should do this, we should do that, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, don't right. should on yourself. That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> and, um, I like I that. Wanted, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Heather. Um, so you know you're just you know relaying the the theme that so many women are stuck in their thyroid journey and they don't recognize the mind body you know spiritual connection yeah and and i see it all the time like when i'm working with a woman and we're going through my program they're shocked to learn that the first four weeks of a 12-week program is about the mind emotions and spirit you know when they're ready to get to the right supplements food whatever so what is your approach, you know, when working with a woman, say, one-on-one who has autoimmune thyroid disease? And then, oh my gosh. you know, what yeah. what is a mindset that leads to successful thyroid restoration, well, in your opinion? Oh, yeah, I love that you brought that up. So Let it go. So, yeah, let Jamie oh, just chimed in. Let, let, it, it let it go. Let it go. Um, here's the Are, thing. Like, there's the so shower? much. What's that? I said, do you sing um, that in the shower? Yeah, let it go. Actually, I have a little—I have a little thing on my desk right under my computer that says "Let it go." I keep a lot of mindset hmm. things around me. I have something on my wall that says "Just breathe." I keep words are so powerful, and I keep them around me in my environment because they're really powerful for our mind. But to your first question, um, we do today, and and this the, the question will actually take me back again to kind of completing our our journey, our story, and why we're so passionate about the way we work with women today. But we do online lab-based wellness and metabolism restoration programs, and we pair the process of restoring their resting metabolism at the same time as their healing. Um, and that really goes back to partly why we became passionate about that was our story. But there is very much, to your point, a mind-body piece to it. We do coaching calls. 
with the women. There has to be this mindset space where we can help support shifting their beliefs, um, their how they how their mind talks to their body, how their eyes and are, are viewing this whole process. Because if, if we can't move the psychological needle, guess what? We're not moving the physical needle. So you're spot on that you start there. It is the foundation of, like, even for our mentor, Dr. Berardi, who runs a company called Precision Nutrition, um, this is one of our best athletic coaches that we worked with when we've done athletic stuff, it always starts with the mind. It's, it's always, that's where things have to be. And that's why we feel really passionate about I know I mentioned to Don in some of my emails, I get so, like, oh, I get so frustrated because we interact with so many women all the time, and I can tell immediately when they email us that they're where, if, if their mind is in, not in the right place yeah. to start a healing journey. Like, they're just, and, and yet in their mind is the only thing stopping them because there's just so many limiting beliefs that we've been taught societally, and I want this to come through through our summit, is that, we chose the speakers because we we like we know the work that we're doing. We back the work that we're doing. But if you notice, it's not just doctors. There's doctors. There's nutritionists. There's someone who's a coach. Like it's people that we feel like are doing transformative work. People make to me they make the biggest mistake. And this is and I'm just gonna I'm a very honest person, so I'm just gonna put it out philosophically and I share what was successful for me. But when I what I've done in life is whether I wanted to achieve something in my body, whether I wanted to achieve something in my business, whether I wanted to achieve something as a competitive athlete, I went out and I looked for the person that had the results that I wanted first, first. And then I looked at their credentials. Because to me, you need a mentor. You don't need necessarily a doctor. You need a mentor that has the results that you need, and then you need somebody that has the credentials that can stand behind that that can help you. That's how I feel. And I, I feel guess. so frustrated I because I watch people, and they're so stuck in, I need to go to a doctor. I need to go to a local doctor. That one's even worse because you don't necessarily need to receive transformation in person. You can receive transformation distance. We see we see it all the time. We do it all the time. So it's I get frustrated because people are for some reason we're so tied to these belief systems that we've been taught about the human body that are so limiting. And for me, when I was sick in my early thirties, had I not worked with Olympic and pro like really amazing coaches in this world over the phone, I wouldn't have been like, Oh my God, I can do this for people and I can take pieces that I learned from athletic coaching that changed the human body faster and I can put it in with healing and I can make an opportunity for someone to stay in their house and not be stressed and not take on the stress of having to travel and run around with like a chicken with their head cut off like I was having to do flying around the country trying to figure out and save my life. That is not good. That is not what people need at that point. They need to be as low stress as absolutely possible in the comfort of their home, you know what I mean? Like, like, so we had all these, all these bells went off for us on the way back. Like, why is this not happening? Why, you know, why is this not happening? Why are doctors not doing this? Why are practitioners not seeing this? And so when we saw all these holes, we were like, we can do something to make it faster for people. And that's not going to work for everybody, but because some people are going to want a slower journey, but that's kind of how we look at it today. We kind of, we pair 
we use labs and we, we work with our members individually as their mentor, basically in what we call practitioner-guided mentoring programs over time, taking a body from point A to point B in a very individualized fashion, using the lab to drive our program, and we do custom program design work and tweak their program because really a human body change process, isn't that what we're trying to do? We're saying, my body's here, but I want it to be over here. And that's why the medical model doesn't usually work for people because it's not a mentoring situation. It's a situation of come in the door, take a lab, ask a question, try this. If it doesn't work, come back and see me. That's not mentoring, and that's not a change process. A change process is you're holding the hand of that person and you're pulling them up the mountain the entire time. And what that requires is you're managing their program over an extended period of time and constantly tweaking and using their body almost like a little Petri dish and saying, okay, let's try this and see how it responds. And okay, that worked, this didn't, let's tweak, this tweak, tweak, tweak. And you're moving them along this continuum of change. Does that make sense, kind of what I'm saying? It's a different, we have a very different philosophy because we're pairing our background in athletic program design for human body change into healing, into restoration of metabolism and wellness. So, Heather, do you say back to the, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Damien. No, I, I was Go just going to add to that. You know, um, two other things that I noticed, too, that either prevent or promote healing. Um, one is, is victim thinking. Yeah. Right? So uh -huh. I can't tell you how many times I see, and, and this is in a lot of forums I see, especially on Facebook, where people are just complaining about them, their, their problems, and, and, and it's kind of like that woe is me type attitude and that itself is going to prevent you from from healing, you know. Um, I think. Go ahead. <laughs> he just gave me the look of death across the desk. He's like, "Don't cut me off, wife." <laughs> Don't cut, I cut him off. Uh oh. He's like, "I'm talking." Don't cut me off. Sorry. I know, Come on, Damien. You know, Let's when, talk. <laughs> when when you're constantly a victim and you're constantly yes. thinking that somebody else has to fix this for you. You know, you definitely need help, but you you got to be the one to proactively yeah. um, uh, uh, deal with it, you know, and seek it out and, and realize Well, but that don't you think as mentors we need to be able to show them how? Because I can tell you as a nurse that, yeah. like, pain, for example, or just chronic illness in general is a habit. It actually becomes mm -hmm. a habit. Pain can be a habit. So people will say, yeah. you know, I'm in pain today. So they wake up and they think I'm going to have pain tomorrow. Or, you know, the same with these issues we're talking about today, chronic thyroid well, issues. They they claim they, the label. And it, we have to yeah. be able to show them how to work out of that hole. Um, yeah, yeah. I did want to ask um, you, Heather, like for emotions, yeah. the emotional connection, do you happen to see a pattern of the same Typical emotions surfacing in women, you know, like that they. Uh, yes, I well, I think that um, it's a lot of what, like, what all those things you guys were just touching on. There's like all those pieces because, again, going like you just brought up a, such a hugely important word, Shannon, a label. Um, mm -hmm. I have a lot of like, like again, that's like my my whole background started in psychology. That's what I've studied. I've studied positive psychology, coaching psychology. So like, some of the, that that was really where I started before I went into nutrition for healing when I was working on my neurological condition in my early twenties. 
And then I, I got really into studying. I just was like, I'm not getting the answers from the medical community I wanted way back then. So I started studying PubMed research, pulling research. I put myself, it's just, um, there's a mindset to healing that I can look back now and see that I feel like actually what we do more than anything, we coach mm-hmm. people. I'm coaching their mind more than anything to get them to the physical transformation from that time in my life, from the way I looked at the diagnostic process, from the way I approached things, because I was, like, again, always a person that I was taught from my dad, who was, like I said, my best coach. He, even as I was a young kid, he was very smart about different things, because he was actually an athletic coach at one point in his life, and so he would have me do these things like, he had me do um, a mind-body intuition exercise at a young age where I would, you know, as when I was doing athletics, I would connect my mind to different points in my body. And if I had an injury, I would never let anyone touch me. Like, he was always communicating to me that your inner doctor, like, you know more than anyone else what is going on in your body. And he did all these things. Like, he had me do breathing exercises. These are things that, like, most six-year-olds are outside playing, but these are the things that my stepdad was having me do. But anyway, I can see where they paid off because by the time I hit my 20s, when I was having to weed through a diagnostic process with my rare neurological condition, I'm a bit of a pit bull. I I will not just take what someone's telling me. I don't, I honestly, this is how I look at it. I don't care that you have 12 years of whatever credentials. I don't because I was just like, I'm in my body and if this intuitively feels right for me or not, like I'm going to take that information, but then I'm going to go out and I'm going to research it. Like, I don't just take everything at face value that someone tells me, and that's kind of the way we've been taught to think about the body. We go to a doctor, we trust what they say, and we put it into practice. I've just never been that way. And it's not any, like, it's not dismissive, it's not disregarding, it's, it's, it's saying that I have something to add to this because I'm in my body and ultimately there is an inner doctor and I need to tap into that. And I was, you know, building that mind-body intuition all my life as an athlete. And that's a muscle, too, when it gets stronger. And, like, you're touching on things like the label is such a huge point because when I was even going through my diagnosis for my rare neurological condition, I can tell you I sat in um, the Columbia Presbyterian Parkinson's Disease Research Institute in New York and had my neurologist come in with a bunch of white-coated doctors following him as fellows and filming, they wanted to film me for research for NIH because my condition is so rare. And and I sat there and said, you're not here for me, like you're here for you. They were like treating me like a little lab rat and I just was like, this is not working for me anymore. And I went out at that point and decided I'm not going to accept this label that I have a disorder. I'm not going to accept that mindset I am Heather, I have an imbalance in my neurological system, and I can use the rest of my life to learn how to produce a better result in my body if I want to. And I went for years from that point, and I wouldn't even speak the word of my condition because I didn't want to give those words its power. I, I love that you brought up labels because there's just there's this mindset of sickness and mindset of healing, and we can go two very different ways, and most people are choosing a mindset of sickness. Like you're saying, they're... They're taking on a label and they let it become them and they let it become them as a person and they go around this world making that their story and that is a victim mentality. That is that is disempowering and not accepting that we have the power to create change in our in all our outcomes. And if you're giving that to someone else, you're giving your power away. 
And you know, well, take, exactly. If you, if you look at even all the all the women on our on our summit that have self healed, um, the one thing they all have in common too, or another thing they all have in common is that every one of them looked at their their Hashimoto's and their hypothyroid as a gift, you know. Yes. Um, rather oh, than what was me type yeah. of victim thing, it's it's a gift. Yeah. And, and now we're all paying it forward. Yes. Well, you know, and Absolutely. like I say the same thing. I say um, I say that that Hashimoto's and adrenal fatigue are my silver lining because I've yeah. learned so much about my body and my mind, and I've met mm-hmm. some amazing, truly amazing women yeah. and men in this industry. It makes me feel. They make their energy make me feel empowered when I'm not yeah. feeling well. And, oh, and it's this, oh this energy, that's this silent energy that's going on in this thyroid, like autoimmune world that just, it feels good. Well, I mean, it's a strange I, thing, I, oh right? Yes, because what it is, it's like this movement. It's like taking our power back. And, you know, I think we all, like, the thing is, when you get that, it's like like your body is saying, pay attention. And it's not just about your body. It's like, pay attention about your life. Like, there were huge choices I made when I was healing. Like, what matters and what doesn't? Our life, like, we kind of, Jamie and I have a, a joke in our household. We, we, we refer to our, there's a definitive line in our life when my Hashi's happened. It's, we call it AH and BH, our before Hashi's life. And our after Hashi's life, because it looks so different. It looks so different, like how we see life, what we do, where we put our money, where we put our time, where we put our energy, what we allow ourselves to get frustrated about and what we don't. I mean, you you and I have talked. I mean, a lot of people don't know our full story. Like we, at that time, the economy sank. And so I'm going through this, like, traumatic chronic illness. My husband at first, because it's so elusive, like most husbands, was just kind of like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, I had friends that were like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. You're, you're not sick. Why do you have to cancel plans? I lost friends. Like, I went through like, I went through so much loss. But now I look at it as, like, these things had to be stripped away. They had to be stripped away so I could see what was of the greatest value in my life. And we were challenged, like Hashis will challenge you to make choices and shift your values. Like we have a saying that wellness is first and foremost a value shift. Before anything else, it is a value shift. I can, I can take on anyone's budget that will come to me and say, I can't afford to invest in, my, in, in fixing my Hashis. I will take your budget on any day because I will find the space to make it happen. I absolutely will. People have to shift their choices, and most of the time they have the ability to make choices that create the space that allow them to invest in their wellness and, so that they can create transformation. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of a lot of people think that insurance is going to pay for their restoration. It's not going to happen. That that, oh, that no. feeds into the whole victim thinking, yeah. you know. And the, the one thing that we try to get across is that if insurance did cover what we do, we wouldn't be able to do what, what we, we do, do because they would, because they would no. tell us what we no. can and yeah. can't do. Yeah. Right. So if you want insurance to cover it, you're never gonna you're never gonna heal. Yeah. But um, in that like, and that happens Donna, a lot. I see that. Yeah. Um, I see that. I see that a lot. Uh, with people, you know, saying, "Well, I can't because my insurance hasn't kicked in, or I don't have insurance yet, or I'm waiting for my insurance." And no. and, and yeah, you know, we had Doctor Hosey online. We had Doctor Hosey online last week, and he yes. said flat out, he said, "We don't accept insurance. I don't believe in insurance. Yeah. I have either. I'm the mm-hmm. highest price point in the country." And you know what you're going to get when you come to Dr. Hoke's Health right. and Wellness Center. 
I mean, you know, I encourage people, though, to consider like the flexible savings or the health savings accounts because, you know, at least they Something, can get some yeah. things reimbursed. I mean, my fees are covered you by know. those programs. Yours probably are, too. Um and it just helps a little. I do. Re- I, I do try to be mindful yeah. that some of these tests in the beginning, you know, initially can be substantial. Um, and it's just, you know, re- so reframing our well, thinking, like you said earlier. One, yeah. One, one ahead, thing, Jamie. you know, when when Heather was, um, when, when Heather way. found somebody that could help, you know, that could help piece things together. Yeah. Um, and like she said, we had a flyer across the country for like 11 days to, to spend and I just want to say, you know, this in his was, office. This was just a turning point and this for me. Was, this was one of many, and then and it was still went on from there. And this was, this was a time when she she was out of work, so we went down to a single single income, and, you know, living in one of the most expensive areas in the country. Uh, and she, when she came to me, she says, you know, I found somebody that I think can help, but we can't afford it. I said, no, we you know, and we, we, we really couldn't technically, you know, because of where our values were at the time. But, I, you know, my response as her husband was, we can't not afford it. Yeah. it. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out, you know. And we ended up, you know, going, you know, spending over $40,000 over the course of a couple of years to, to help correct her. And a lot of that's because, you know, we were digging and digging and digging. It's also because the labs, um, were, not and, used. And labs were not used. Yeah, so... You know, it's, again, it's that mind shit of what you can and can't afford. You know, people will go on their vacations twice a year, yeah. but when it comes to rest restoring their health, I can't, well, I can't afford yeah. it. I'm just My gonna, I'm just going to, ladies, I'm just going to draw the line in the sand in that conversation right now and this conversation because I'll just tell you, like, there's plenty of people that you can go to in this community that do transformative work, but one thing I – what I feel very strongly about is I like sometimes women will come to me and they'll say, well, given your story, given your story and what you guys went through financially, like you, you know, you, you would think like you would understand, like, I don't, I don't want to invest like, you know, $200 to come sit in a consult with you when I'm working with someone over here. Um, No, I don't understand that mindset at all because see for me again, like, I've always looked for the mentor that, that was the next piece that I felt like made sense intuitively. I, I made decisions with my gut on my journey when I was, you know, working through the different natural practitioners to piece together my healing. And if something intuitively felt right, that's where I went. Um, and I did not, I didn't question that. Like, it, it, to me, I was always thinking, if I don't have my life, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And that's really what the way people need to be thinking. Like, your body is the vehicle for your spirit. It is carrying your spirit. If you don't have it, you have nothing else. Strip away your house, strip away your car, strip away everything else that's around you. It doesn't matter. All that matters is your health and your family. That is it. Bare bones. And if the economy shift in the last five years didn't teach people that, my God, what are we missing? (laughs) Yeah, really? Like, what are we missing? Because now we live so different. I'm going to tell you, like, today we have a business that creates transformation for people and literally changes lives and restores it in, like, months, okay? But we don't own a home. We don't own – well, we almost own one vehicle. Like, literally, we lost everything in that journey. We went through a bankruptcy because I was – you know, Damien lost his job three times while I was sick three times because the economy tanked. And I still had to keep moving forward no matter what the universe threw at us. 
We left mm-hmm. our house. We, we foreclosed on our house in California while I was sick. My dad was dying. Like, it was just, like, waves. It was, like, what is happening? Like, why is all this happening? I'm, like, it's 2008. I'm, I'm working slowly on my health now. It's, like, I started to I, – I flew across the country to work with um, actually a chiropractor. I started to do my work um, for healing. I spent 13 days there. He was, like, you're very sick. And I said, I don't want to go into a hospital, and I don't want to go on medication. And he said, if you do everything I say, you can start to get well. And we started some work. I came back to California after 13 days. I knew I felt the turn in my body immediately and then continued to work with another chiropractor. I went to an MD. I started to study. I enrolled in school. Like, I was doing all these things to add to my healing and find my way. It wasn't a year and a half until I knew I was finally better. Um, and I had to become a professional to get better. And that's why I get frustrated, too, because a lot of women will say, oh, in the same sentence they'll say to me, I've been working on this for four years and I can't figure it out, but I'm just going to figure it out myself. And I'm just like, ah, I just want to bang my head against the wall. Because it's like, what? What? I'm like, really? Because like, just listen to yourself. Like, play that story back. Because the reality is everyone that I know in the industry and we know had to become a – like, the women that we're featuring on our summit had to become a professional to figure it out. And there are plenty of doctors – and MDs and DCs and natural practitioners that still haven't figured it out, right? Because there's people that are caught with them. So I just, it frustrates me because it's like you're, you, why waste time and life and energy and money when you could just be done and get your life back? Like I just, I don't, I, I just have a very different mentality. So, I mean, at least for the financial investment, I just, we just always looked at it as like, if I'm not alive, what good am I doing? My husband, myself, my family, society, if I'm not living fully, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, what good am I doing here? I'm not, we're not put here to be sick. We're not put here to be medicated. We're not put here to be a small percentage of our spirit. And that is what is happening because you can't disconnect the spirit from the physical, right? What we're doing is we're we're living as a small percentage of who we're supposed to be, and accepting that as our new human body normal. And what we're saying is don't accept it. Get you know don't accept that when there's resources and ways that you can create that change and prioritize that change. Sorry. I'm sure. <laughs> I have a couple of you know. questions for you, Heather. They're sort of heavy duty, yeah. and they're not really coming from me. I had I moderate a private um, Facebook forum full of 5,000 some odd Hashimoto's and great women. And I I solicited, uh, I said, you know, here's who we have coming on the show. If you have any questions, you know, I will consider submitting them to Heather. (laughs) And Um, Damien. Yeah, and Damien. Yeah. I'm sorry, Damien. Um, That's all right. That's and and so the the top two I got um, seem to go like this. Okay, so here's the questions. Um, I notice you refer to healing Hashimoto's rather than it being in remission, and my followers yeah. would like to hear more about that. And also, mm-hmm. can you share with our listeners just a few things that you did, you know, tangible things that you did to work through your healing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, 
<laughs> oh, jeez. The second one's going to take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live my life. I live my life. Like, I honestly, like, no, I like my laugh, but I, I just wish, okay, so I just want to be clear about this. I share my story because I want to show, like, it was really important to me when I got well to go back to athletics because I want to show that this is the level that the human body can change. This is how much it can change for us if it has all the tools that it needs. I'm not saying everyone should go out and do that, right, because everyone can't go out and do that. To do what I did, they'd have to have the lifetime I had before I got sick. They'd have to have invested to mentor and work with all these pro Olympic coaches. They'd have to have all those pieces that I had that were defining for me at the point I got sick. I'm just saying this is the truth of the body. This is what it can do if we give it what it needs, if we prioritize it, if we get the stress out of its way. That's what I'm saying. So I just want to be clear about that. And I'm not, and I'm not, I think people see a story and a lot of times they think, oh, if she could do it, I can do it. And I am showing hope. But what I'm also saying is it does take a lot of education and experience to have that understanding of how to do it. Um, so healing versus remission. So Michelle and I have this conversation actually too. Michelle Fork, I think we're all saying the same thing. Um, my belief systems come from my belief system. So again, going back to like my neurological condition and the way those that time in my life was very definitive. It's how I formed my outlook towards the human body, and it's how from there I started to work in competitive athletics. If you get around anyone that's doing high level competitive athletics, there's a lot of very high level mindset work from I an mean, intense. Like even when I was competing, I was spending hours daily, visualization, meditation, you have to control your mind. Um, so, you know, in terms of healing, I believe that there's science and there's also the immeasurable, meaning mm -hmm. we measure with labs, right? Like we measure what you can measure, right? We measure with labs, we, move the, we program scientifically, we move the needle and create transformation with science. But I also believe there is this infinite connection between the mind and the body that science is never going to be able to measure. And I believe that what we believe speaks to our body and it helps create our outcomes. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and I think also to take that a step further, when you – so part of healing is, is, is a lifestyle shift, right? A shift in values, a shift in the physical, a shift in the environmental and all that stuff. So if you make that shift, and, you, you know, your Hashimoto's or your autoimmune disease goes away, you, you've healed. But if you shift back to where you were before, then, you, you know, you have it it's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I think that, that, you know, like Heather said, it, it's a fine line between healing and remission. I think we're all saying same, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. But you can heal it, and you can keep, keep healed forever. Yeah. But it, it takes work, you know, and forever. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, like, like I, I'm sure you're – you know, Shannon, you would agree when you're working with your clients. Like, sometimes they'll have a moment where they're like, well, when can I go back to whatever, you know? When, yeah. when can I go off my, my practitioner grade nutraceuticals? When can I go out? And, and yes, we we The question them now, I get like, is, when will this end? When will this right. end? And no, when can I just go back? There is no you know, end. And that's there why, is no but, end. you know, I'm careful mm -hmm. about myself using those two words because healed gives the connotation, you know, that, Life goes on somewhat the way it was. Maybe they don't have oh, to be I as rigid in their routine or whatever, you know. And um, I you know, so, yeah. 
I think you have to understand that what put you in this place, you know, in this position in the first, first place, place, right? So yeah. if you go back to mm -hmm. that, it's going to put you back That's in this right. position again. Yeah, we're not. So there's no such thing as healing and then going back to your old way of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's but but the good thing is once you once you develop this new way of thinking, it's easy to 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 carry forward. Yeah, you know, you. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is. I, I didn't realize that that was, like, part of the way they look at it. But, see, like, of course, like, as a coach, my mind's already going, why are we bothering putting the energy into this conversation when they could be just focusing on their, their energy on healing, right? That's exactly where yeah. my mind's going. Like, yeah. Why do they care about that? Let's have another conversation. Call me because I can heal you. Let's go. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't Well, I mean, I yeah, healing sounds like an end point, you know what I mean? No, it I agree. Like yeah, yeah, no. No, so I'm glad you brought that up because we want to clarify. So, like, we're very much about, like, okay, so when you're working with an athletic coach, like, they're going to say to you, like, for example, if I get in conversations and someone says, oh, I can't do that, there is no can't. There's no can't. There's I choose not to or I choose to. Like, we're very, we're very clear about the words that we use because our words become our reality, and they're very powerful. That's why, like, before, this is part, like, so your question of healing and remission, like, I, I choose words very intentionally because of the mindset part of my background and the psychology part of my background. And even, like, what I said before, like, you brought up so importantly labels. Like, I went through a period in my life where I would not speak or allow anyone in my family to speak the name of my neurological condition because I did not want to give it any energy or power in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want it to come into reality. I think our words, are, are, our minds and our words, they're just so powerful. I think people don't realize how much we create our own outcomes. So if you're sitting there and all you're focusing on is, to me, see, to me, saying, like, remission is a mindset of I still have the sickness. And so that's how I see it. And so I don't believe that. I believe that we can transform our bodies mentally, emotionally, physically through change out of a place of sickness. I do believe, like Damien said, that, yes, of course, if I did the things that I did before that made me sick, I would get sick again. We all would. And that's why I laugh because, you know, we live very much the same, that we learn to live and that we made changes, you know, in and around our lifestyle when I was healing my Hashis. We absolutely live the same way as we do today. We're protective. We have boundaries. We manage our stress. Like, we do all the same things nutritionally. We take – there's plenty of practitioner-grade nutraceuticals in our cabinets. There's tinctures. There's – you know what I'm saying? Like, we live the same sure. way today. Why would we go back? Because mm -hmm. you understand what creates wellness in the body and, and this other level of the way your body can function free from disease. And that was something that was very transformative for us because – See, Damien decided to make the changes with me. I'm very blessed in that sense. A lot of women are fighting the fact that they want to make changes in their lives and they're not getting supported by their spouses. When he saw their family, yes, and they're not mm -hmm. getting the support. And that, and I hope that there's people listening and they just understand that this is this is hard to do. You there's need the family and at least the husband to to support you. You cannot have someone combating you in the home environment, and we deal with that. Even when we work with women, sometimes we end up having a second consult with a husband just to explain to him, look, you really need to get what is going on with her body right now and where she could be headed if you don't get in the game with her because this is, like, serious stuff. But um, I love that you do that. Separate from that's, that. A really, that's, a really, that's a really neat tool that you guys offer because that's, that's so important, yeah. you guys. 
Yeah, and Dana, Dana, I wanted to ask you, wasn't there someone who submitted, it was like an example letter that um, patients with autoimmune thyroid disease could actually submit to their family (laughs) to help their families better understand? It was like a three-page letter. I can't remember who put it forward. But it was really beautiful. And, you know, I can identify with the family members who, who don't understand because, First of all, I, it took me eight years to get my diagnosis and nine doctors. And I came home and I said Hashimoto's, but also I had celiac, pernicious anemia, and interstitial cystitis. And my husband's like, well, first he's, you know, Hashi's who? <laughs> you know, people just don't hear that much of it. And, it. and they didn't back then. And then they don't see, you know, they see that, yes, you've put on weight and you're tired, but then there are a lot of other health issues that have those same symptoms. And so they just can't see, like, the disabled body, you know, really. Um, no, family they members, they, they just say, don't well, understand it. And then when you start going gluten-free, dairy-free, and, you know, initiating all these interventions, it's like, what in the world has happened to this person I married? <laughs> You know, and then and, yeah, and then go ahead. Sorry. Oh well, I was I'm blessed like you are, Heather, in that my husband, you know, he came fully on board, and especially when he saw yeah. gluten and dairy, you know, and the changes those made, he he's living the lifestyle with me, yeah. um, and that is a blessing. But like you say, a lot of women's husbands do not, and a lot of families sort of mock the person, and that's hard yeah. for them to. You well, know, I get to, they're, they're I isolated. Get to throw in my husband. I get to throw in my well, husband good. too. <laughs> no, I'm teasing, but no, my husband's on board. Thank goodness, and he gets it, and he he feels yeah. really. You know, when I some when I read him some letters or some notes, like in Facebook groups from these women or whatever, I mean, he can feel it. He feels terrible and sad for me. He so he just wants to go out mm-hmm. and shake the man and say, you know, look, she's suffering. You know, but I was just going to yeah. say something towards that about how people don't understand they don't see you they see your sickness but then what about the times when like I went out Friday night with some girlfriends and you know I'm not feeling very well I'm trying I'm mentally saying I'm feeling well and I wake up every day and I smile but I'm I'm not quite there yet and I still need my naps and I'm still working on my adrenals and all that and so then I go out Friday night I smile I have my two hours worth of whatever and then I come home and I crash and like the next day I'm tired the next day I'm tired but then if they were to see me in the grocery store they wouldn't realize that what do you mean you don't feel good? You were just fine on Friday night. I don't, I don't see. You know, I'm thinking. Well, I think because that's you part know, of the act that you kind of have to do. You kind of have to. You still have to live life, so it's difficult. And and I think that the thing is, like again, like a, like for me, I had had that neuro, like that time in my life where I went. I, since I was 17, I've had my neurological condition, which no one can see. No one can see, right? Like so, I have symptoms in my ears in my left eye and in my throat and my husband knows it and he can see it but most people don't recognize it so I was really well practiced at having very strong boundaries about being like I have this elusive condition but these are my boundaries around my body and my health and I think that if I don't know if you guys see that that connection but so much in Hashi's too is like it is about if you want to get well, you have to have really strong boundaries and say, nope, sorry. Like you can't attach to the emotion or the guilt or feeling bad if someone says to you, oh, well, you need to, you know, you need to go out or why are you not, da-da? no, sorry, this is where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's you, you use the term, you know, you still have to live life, right? But, well, what does that mean? Who, who says that's living life, right? Um, 75 years ago, 
we lived life a lot differently. Yeah. We didn't have these issues, right? So now we're saying, well, I just want to live life. But right now, living life is living your life where you are right now. And you can't, maybe you can't do these things right now. And people have to understand. If they don't understand, then so be it. That's on them, not on you. Yeah. I don't, um, I put, now I, I, I look at like, to be honest, I consider my friends, many of the people that are on the summit that are our speakers that I've, we've developed friendships with over the last, you know, two years. And or our two so, Jack Russells. And our Jack Russells and each other. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, no, I mean, not to, not to joke, but there's, like, research that shows that the, the, the health that we develop is very much connected to the people that we allow into our lives and put ourselves around. So we put ourselves around like-minded people. That's what we do now. And that, the, you know, that's the type of health-producing thing that you want. It's going to be really hard to produce health if everyone in your family and all of your friends are, like, living very, very, very differently of a lifestyle that reverses Hashimoto's and autoimmune disease. It's going to be tough. It's not easy. And, you know, that brings up two points I, I wanted to touch on before the, um, like Damien was saying, you know, another mindset thing that I that gets me frustrated that I see a lot, I'm, I know people need community, but there's a fine line between putting yourself around thousands of people with the same problem as you, then finding, putting yourself around the people that have the answer or have success to offer you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, mm-hmm. there's people, like you want, you want both. You want community and you want support and you want people that understand that. But the people that have healed it, they also can be empathetic because they were once there. But they've also healed it. Do you know what I mean? Like this. Or sure. in remission, in remission, whatever I want to say. So be very careful about these things because that's a huge, um, you know, psychology approach. I mean, you, you, there's very much, again, putting boundaries around our mind is important because if all we're doing is spending our time around others that have the problem, it can be very easy to feel, to, it magnifies. It magnifies feeling depressed. It magnifies feeling frustrated. It magnifies the problem. Why do we want to magnify the problem? Well, and not to problem? mention, and what I, what I tell people is, um, you know, and I say this in my book, and I'm not taking this phrase from the movie. I coined this a long time ago, but I just didn't put it out there. There are many shades of Hashimoto's, just like there is cancer. So a lot right. of times in the groups, everyone wants to compare their issues, and they think, well, what's working for one person and their issues is going to work for me, when re- in reality it's not. No. And so they're frustrated when it doesn't work. And so you get into a lot of this self-diagnosing and self, you know, and people making comments that really shouldn't be making the comments. They are. And it can be, you know, it can be dangerous. But um, to your point earlier in the show, you know, we're just unique women. Women are a complicated system. We're a delicate system. You add Hashimoto's to that, you know, whatever version your Hashimoto's happens to be, and it has to yeah. be individualized. Yeah, and to the, you know, the, the question that some of your speakers had earlier about what are some tips that they can take away. Yeah. To your point yes. that you just made, yes. that you know, it, it's yeah. so difficult to to give tips because we don't, you know, we don't know what your body is looking like right now. Right. Because it's a bio individual mm-hmm. organism, right? Um. So we, we, in good faith, we can't give. Well, tips, you know, like it's just it kind of plays into that. Like it's it's just I I hope that doesn't sound unempathetic, but literally from our from our seat, what that sounds it just it sounds like I 
it's it's bizarre to ask me that because like like I said like I've lived my whole life and every piece of my life has led me to where I am today. Do you know what I mean? Like literally mm-hmm. to me, and I, they don't want to sound wrong, but somebody would literally have to go down the same exact path, have have my neurological conditions, study PubMed research, put themselves around the MS Society, work for the MS Society, study nutrition network for neurological conditions, figure out the meridian system, go to fly around and see the practitioners I did, you know, work with the athletic coaches I did. Like they wouldn't, do you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, I don't sure. mean to sound wrong. Like I, it's just all these pieces now, I feel this overwhelming gratitude that I know they all made sense. My husband, I mean, even, shoot, my husband has a certain mindset towards the human body that helped me when I was working on my healing because he's always looked at his body as an experiment. He's always, he's, it's like bizarre. He has this little world going on in that brain of his. Like, he, he's, like, tweaking his nutrition. He's, like, a little scientist. And, like, he's always doing these things. And, like, he's very brilliant with um with nutrition program design, he's very brilliant with nutraceuticals. I, he, he, he actually graduated with one of the top grades in the FDN course, and that course is taken by doctors. I mean, he just has a natural ability, and there's all these pieces that I see that, you know, were, were given to us along the way that helped us figure it out and helped us also create a way to approach it the way we work today that allows it to kind of happen faster by putting the metabolism and the, the restoration work together uh, from the, you know, the athletic side to the, to the healing side or remission side, whatever we want to call it. But um, so it's hard for us to say, like, here's a tip or here's a tip. The biggest tip we could give you is, like, to be honest, is what we're talking about today is that, like, a lot of the way people are looking at it, I, I, don't, I don't believe that to me, I just, what you were saying before about people kind of like going in the community and talking like you're saying and self-diagnosing and sharing, well, this worked for me and this worked, actually what you're doing is disservicing one another. I feel, and I, mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't sound unempathetic. I'm an athletic coach, so I apologize. There is a part of me that is a very strong male energy, and I just say it because I feel like people need to hear the truth because the truth is what creates human body change. And you, like to me, if I stand over that at 50,000 feet, I call that spinning. That's spinning. That's just spinning wow. and choosing disempowerment. Yeah. It's just disempowering behavior when you could say, I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to decide that I have what's in me to create this change, and I'm going to go to somebody, anybody, I don't care who, like go to somebody that has these results or has this experience, and I'm going to work with them so I can mentor and learn, and I'm going to make this a priority and make the space for it in my life so that change is a path I go down. You know what I mean? Like we could waste. Mm-hmm. I just it frustrates me for them because I know there's some people, to be honest, that are gonna go their whole lifetime. That are gonna go like because they're just the way their mind is saying it, they're not gonna step I, I in the change. Somebody, I have somebody in mind that I'm actually thinking of um, that I've you know met as a virtual friend who I believe that's probably how it's gonna go down, and it and she's not getting better and she's getting worse and it's it's terrible. Yeah. And but part of her part of her the way she is, is is with her negative emotions and things. It's just not going to, it happens. But, okay, so what I was going to ask you or what I was going to kind of point out to uh, what Shannon's, um, you know, question was from some of her uh, listeners, basically maybe it would help or maybe you could tell us a little bit about, like, some steps that you you went through. Like you, so, number one, you, you kind of had a mind shift. You, you rebalance the way you think about things. You made sure right. you put boundaries around yourself. You, yeah. you know, you had family support. And so these are the things you did. And then you, 
Then you started yeah. looking at your, your labs, and, and then you started paying attention to nutrition, and then right? I mean, like those kinds of things. Like maybe you could list well, that list how you did it yeah. that way. And, and so back, yeah, so going back to those two questions, um, there was one more thing I wanted also to bring up on healing and remission, and um, that was that um, part of like when we were going through, when, like working on my healing, um, and this is part of our story that we share very openly, is that not only did my conditions reverse, but all these things that I had had with my health that I thought were normal for about 30-some years, like I would get chronic cold sores all the time, uh, yeast infections, athlete's foot, migraines, like all of that went away and just never came back. So for me, and and Damien was lactose intolerance, and that went away and never came back with the changes that we made in our nutrition and lifestyle and mindset and all these things. So for me, like the way we look at it is the truth. If you, um, is it Gerson who says it? Is it Gerson? Like she says essentially like that, that the truth of the human body is that when we are healed, all things heal together, not one thing. Um, and that is the way our body speaks to us, that it's in essentially homeostasis or balance, right? And so, like, those things are so different for us today. That's why we live the way we do and we never went back. So that's why we, another reason why we look at it as we use the term healing, remission, whatever you want to say, but we see that as healing because all things healed. And so that's why we still, you know, live the way we do. Um, in terms of the um, the tips, Damien, you, I mean, you know, we, we, we made shifts to our environment, you know, just, just what we apply to our body. We see so many women that they feel like they have to get done up with all kinds of makeup, you know, which is extremely toxic, you know, and your skin is your second largest organ. And first, yeah. you know, depending on who you ask. Um, and, you know, all that stuff is being absorbed, and that's going to affect, every organ in the body, every cell in the body, you know, um, your cleaning supplies, your laundry detergent, you know, things like carpet, all all that stuff in your environment plays a huge role. Um, Back to the the whole mindset piece, just, you know, mixing that victim-type thinking, like, you know, well, you know, somebody's out to get me type of thing, or why does this happen to me? You know, um, yeah. looking back, I think the best way to say it is looking backwards versus looking forward. So it's kind of like, yeah. Like, looking forwards versus yeah. looking backwards. Yeah, you want to be just right. like, what, forget what happened in the past. What can I do today? And what, what, what can I take personal responsibility of my body to do today to create change? It's, it's a different outlook and focusing on the positive versus the negative. Um, I made, you know, changes in terms of how I looked at my relationship in my marriage I and how I looked at my, my relationship in my marriage with my body because that is, that is what we are in, essentially. We're in, a, we're in a relationship with our bodies, and in any relationship, if we don't put energy, time, and money into that relationship, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it's not, I think you look at it as like some stagnant thing that just exists. We expect our bodies to be this, perfectly operating wellness thing for us, this unit, yet we do nothing and we use them and we overuse them and we abuse them. And then when things kind of break down, we're like, well, wait, what? You know, like, and that's not how I it know. works. You know, well, it's I not have a question, Heather, um, and this will be yeah. probably my last question and then I'll let Dana uh, pick up from here. But this is a popular sure. concern that I hear and I'm sure you have too. But since you are yeah. in the, you know, physical fitness and exercise industry as well, so when a woman with Hashimoto's comes to you, or for any autoimmune disease for that matter, and and she's in chronic adrenal fatigue, um, right? 
how does your approach with her in terms of exercise go in comparison to a woman who is maybe in only minor adrenal fatigue in terms of um, the exercise well, they can do? Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up, okay, because this is funny because we don't, like, really most of our work today is what our whole summit is about. This is what our whole summit is about, and this is, like, mm-hmm. a great way to um, summarize the call. But essentially, um, even though that is our background, right, like we, most of the work that we focus in with our clients is around restoration. Um, So it's like weird because we like, we're like fitness, but we're anti-fitness. So how do I put that into words? Um, We have someone like, okay, so we like, perfect example. We had a client come to us. She was a national level uh, CrossFit and powerlifter competitor working out twice a day, six days a week. Hashimoto's, eating healthy, eating eating what she felt was healthy, paleo, uh, gaining weight like crazy, felt like garbage, really fatigued, weird symptoms, couldn't figure it out. Uh, And every time she worked out, she got worse. And she was like, I do not know what I'm doing wrong. Can you help me? We took her off exercise. We ran her labs. We put her on a fully custom program around nutrition, around nutraceuticals, around areas of detoxification, around areas of stress management. Um, did I hit everything? Finish. Yeah, exercise. Um, at that point, we felt like she should be off exercise fully. She dropped 26 pounds in three weeks. She was sleeping off all her sleep medications. Sorry, how much? Six weeks. Six weeks, okay. Sorry, I'm the right brain. He's the left brain. So I, I told Donna <laughs> that before the call. Um, 26 pounds. Oh, wait, so wait. No did ass- you say Donna? It's, it's Dana. I didn't even Dana, know oh, I'm sorry. My, um, that. That's okay. I'm sorry. My, um, my, I go to an Ayurvedic body worker. She's amazing. Her name is Donna. And no, I, her name is also Dana. Oh, is it Dana? Oh, God. <laughs> so oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. Okay. That's Jer- the Jersey pronunciation. It's Jersey has a weird, we have a weird accent. <laughs> um, but, so, no, so here's, here's the thing. It has to be individualized, though. But if you are in chronic fatigue, your body is using every bit of energy it has to heal, right? So if you add the exercise demand to it, it's going to take away from that that right. that, that healing aspect, right? So mm-hmm. in a lot sure. of cases, you might need to just deal with it and not exercise for a period of time. Is it forever? No. You know, but, but for a period of time, give it up. And that's part of the whole mental shift we were talking about, right? We've been conditioned to think that we need to diet and exercise, you know, cut our calories, exercise more, and all that stuff. And that's a backwards way of thinking. And that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason that we've we've created this metabolic tailspin in our society is because of that that, that BS uh, uh, propaganda that's being pumped into everybody's homes. We really don't, and and that was part of why we started E3 Energy Evolved is because coming out of that, like, we just set out and was like, I just want to get my life back, and I wanted to be well, and I didn't want to end up in a hospital, and, like, so we just were really aggressive about everything that we did, and I was fully committed, and I let, like, I, I didn't mention that before, but I left my job because I felt like, you know, it was stress, and I knew that stress was aggravating the situation, although I didn't understand why at that point. But I literally isolated myself and was like, I'm going to be, like, number one right now. My job is to get up and recreate life in my body because I am not well, and that's, I have to get well again. And that's what I did. But, um, you, you know, I you took it into your work. own hands. Y- yes, it, really. I mean, and that's, and, and that's why, like, you know, 
when I say before, I don't mean to sound unempathetic, but literally we made massive changes at a time when it was really challenging to make those changes because I, I just knew I, I, at the end of the day, I was like, this is my life. And I felt intuitively at that point that where I was progressing to, I was headed very quickly to a hospital. And I didn't, for me, I did not trust what was going to happen if I ended up there. And so I was willing to do whatever it took. And I also had a lot of practice being on an athletic program design around nutrition for body transformation, like very advanced natural fat loss, that I, I can handle that from a mindset perspective, whereas the average person, maybe not, right? Because that is a point where food becomes fuel. And so I tapped into that side of myself, and I was very willing to live on a very restrictive food profile to restore life in my body at that point. It was not necessarily hard for me because I had that experience already and I was just like I just want to get well but but there were massive changes going on I mean we were still having a lot of stress which speaks to how powerful still your body can change because I couldn't get myself out of all this stress I removed myself from the stress that I could I decided to like I said leave my agency job and I did not want to be around the unethical behavior that was going on the layoffs of the corporate buyout it was stressing me out I and and not even Dana comes back to like what you were saying before. This is and Michelle Corey and I have this conversation. If you want to heal fully, at some point, this is, isn't just about going gluten free or paleo. It's it's so much more complex than that. You cannot say I'm going to make nutrition changes, but still keep your you know sorry crappy job and that's that's really upsetting you. Or you know you can't like you can't keep your relationship that's abusive. You can't. Like, there's these things that you have to face and question and say, am I living my truth? Is this really working for me? Because I was going to a job every day that intuitively I knew I wasn't meant to be there. I knew I was supposed to be somewhere else. I just didn't know where or what. And I just trusted it. And I left. And I knew that well, I had to put my body first. And and I completely I completely see how how you know what you mean and and that you had to revamp everything not just yes. not just your job but your life and and the way you yes. look at things and and all of it like Damien said yeah. you know you've got to get rid of all the toxins not just the toxins mm-hmm. I mean it's surround yourself with goodness and and, yes. and you can it, start well, there at least anyway right and but yeah, let me tell you real quick sound- cause we only have like. No, we only have like three minutes left in the oh, show, no. so I want to make sure people can find you. I know it's going to say we could just talk forever. When we're, we're having fun, yeah, I know. And and one of the things that that kind of sums this up is something that Heather sent to me in an email. Uh, it says our minds are the beginning and the end of all of our outcomes, and that's so true. And I think that's kind of what she, her and Damian mean during you know wanted to convey against, uh, you know, in the show today was that, you know, really start with your brain, start with your positiveness and, and then go from there. Right. Yeah. You know, if I can even just touch on that, you know, one, one of the labs that, that I run, <laughs> I actually look at different areas within the body and I can actually tell when you're holding on to something, you know, maybe it was something that occurred in your childhood, like an abusive Pretty parent amazing, or, actually. you know, a sexual assault, or maybe you're in an abusive marriage or something like that. These are all things that I can see, you know, coming out in the physical of, of, of these labs, yeah. you know, and it's just the way I've, I've been trained to interpret them. Um, you know, so a lot of it is correcting the physical, which will help to correct the mental, yeah. mental, but then also doing things to correct the mental, which is going to help to correct the physical. Yeah. So, you know, think, so it's kind of like just that, a big loop, too. 
and that's that's perfect. kind of like yeah and i think the difference like what, who we end up usually seeing dana is someone that is recognizing that maybe they did things in their past with like dieting and exercise that are not being factored in by their practitioner because the practitioner probably doesn't have that in their scope of work to understand how to unravel that piece. Because, see, those are forms of metabolic challenge to the body that create imbalance. And when we're assessing our client, we're looking at all of that. And it's important and also programming in that. And so usually we see people that are like, okay, I've gone to, you know, such and such doctor, I've gone to a, you know, functional medicine doctor or whatever, and ND, they've already gone to natural practitioners, and they're dipping in, and they're, like, kind of scratching the surface, and they're like, I feel a little bit better, but I don't feel fully better, and I don't know why, and I can't fix the weight issue, too. And so that's where we love doing what we do, because we can put the two together and kind of look at their whole body's lifespan and say, okay, I understand you, like, I understand you did this, this, and this, and this is... This is this could be just a woman that's done, you know, lived on the life cycle of diets all her life because they've been taught to do that to somebody that's all the way up. We have clients that are all the way up to pro and national level athletes. It's just somebody that's tapped themselves out metabolically and they've kind of got these other health issues going on and they don't know how to kind of get out of that hole. And so that's kind of what we do using the labs because for me, labs weren't used and on my way back and we recognized how costly that was. That was one thing that even though I was doing natural things, which were great and they helped restore my health, if labs were used, it is our professional opinion that my path back would have been more definitive and so it, it was more effective. And and I want I hope your listeners hear that because I think sometimes like Shannon you brought up before, people are like, oh labs are so expensive. Actually what you should be focusing mm-hmm. on is the time and the money they are actually going oh my to gosh. save you. Oh, my gosh. We only have 30 seconds left, guys. Oh, I wanna, sorry. I want to make sure everybody yeah, hears. We've got a hard I break sure coming. Okay. Yeah, we do have a hard break coming. So you guys, are they can find okay. you on, on Twitter and Instagram and, and E3, number three, energyevolve.com. And right now you've got to check out the Thyroid Fat Loss Summit because it is yes, amazing. Please. And you guys are doing yes. a fantastic job. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving yes. it. So awesome. Thank Thanks. you guys we for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. You. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.